0: He wasn't going to let it go. Since that day, Carnassus has become the world's most famous ultramarathoner. An ultramarathon is any race longer than a marathon's 26 miles. He's earned major sponsorships and brought ultramarathoning, previously a fringe event, into the mainstream. His 2005 memoir became a bestseller that not only introduced the sport to millions, but also inspired many thousands to have their own metaphorical 30th birthdays to realize the ways in which their lives lacked meaning and figure out how to change that. Before he published his book, Carnassus had a hard time explaining his favorite pastime. He notes, Whenever I tell people that I've run 100 miles at a clip, they inevitably ask two questions. The first is, how can you do that? The second, and much harder to answer, is, why? Karnassus's extreme running has brought him fame and fortune, and made him a hero to runners and non-runners alike. In 2007, Time magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world. But these outcomes, Carnassus' success and the many people who have benefited from it, don't resolve that fundamental question. Why? What makes Carnassus want to run so tirelessly? What pushes him to get up early every morning and start running, and often spend all day and all night running, too? This is a question of motivation. We humans, like all animals, do not do things that are good for us just because we know they are good for us. This might sound counterintuitive. After all, when you brushed your teeth this morning, you knew it was good for you. But the fact is, we are not motivated solely by knowledge of what's best. Knowledge alone has no motivational power. Carnassus didn't start running because he knew it would change his life. He did it because he wanted to feel something. We are motivated not predominantly by knowledge, but by emotions. Part of the reason you brushed your teeth this morning, and have every morning, is that you're afraid of the dental visits that will be required if you don't. You're probably also worried about morning breath. Emotions like fear and anxiety compel us to behave in ways that knowledge, on its own, cannot. In the case of Carnassus and every other person who sacrifices something, anything, to work hard towards some uncertain accomplishment, the motivation comes from one emotion in particular. It's the emotion that motivates us to do all the things we do to become the kind of person we want to be. We choose work over play. We neglect friendships and relationships. And we give up easy pleasures, from drinking beer and playing video games to watching TV, because we want to feel more than simple pleasure. We want to feel pride. In the Western part of the world people have known for a long time that pride is important. It's something that almost all of us North Americans quite explicitly care about, a lot. We know, without any doubt, that pride is something we want to feel, in our jobs, our children, our ideologies and our belief systems, our sports teams, our country, and most centrally, ourselves. But the question of whether humans everywhere feel this way whether pride and the drive to attain it is a universal human experience, has become a topic of scientific inquiry only within the past decade. Until recently, scientists didn't think of pride as a significant force in human lives, or even for that matter, as an emotion. At least, not a fundamental, universal emotion that all humans share, like fear, anger, sadness, or joy. In fact, for a long time, scientists didn't think much about pride at all. Yet, this question of whether pride is universal has profound implications. If pride is experienced by people in certain cultures only, it would mean that pride is not a fundamental part of human nature, but is socially constructed, a product of those cultures where it exists. It would mean that the feeling that drove Dean Carnassus to become an all night runner, and that drives so many of us to work our hardest at whatever it is we care most about, is something imposed from the outside by parents. Teachers, friends, and co workers, not something that's part and parcel of our species' internal innate biological system. If, however, pride is an intrinsic human emotion felt by people in every culture on our planet, then pride is a part of our biological makeup, our genetic heritage, part of our human nature. And if that's the case, it's almost certainly because Homo sapiens evolved to experience pride that pride has adaptive benefits we've never fully understood. As a result, answering this question, the question of whether pride